Um, you guys want to give it up for the worship team? Um, we talk about this a lot at Trinity, but like it's such a cool thing that you guys are able to be led in worship by like your peers. By like it's not a team of high school staff. It's like people who are in our community in your small groups. That's such a blessing. So we get to worship together in that way. That's so cool. Um, so. Because I want to get you guys out to small groups on time, I'm going to jump straight into it tonight. Um, I have a question for you guys. Would any of you say it's hard for you to feel mentally at peace? You, can, you don't have to like actually raise your hand. Um, I'm someone whose mind is like constantly going, and that's been a thing. Um, they're going to be passing around pens and papers. If you need one, just raise your hand. Uh, we want to make sure that you, you guys all have those. So... Um, so my mind is constantly going. It's something that, like, it's really, really hard for me to, um, like, at the end of the day, to kind of, like, stop my thought process from going. When I was a kid, even, I loved reading books. I loved hearing stories. And as I grew up, I started watching all these films that had kind of deeper ideas. And I loved to sit afterwards at a restaurant with my friends and unpack, like, all the themes and the symbolism and what the director was trying to say, and so that's just kind of how I've always been wired. That's kind of how my mind's always worked. Um, and Adam's going to have a, a picture up here. I started a blog, actually, in college. Um, shameless plug, it's called The Captain's Log. It's in my Instagram bio. This is thecaptainslog.wordpress.com. Um, but I actually didn't start it because I thought people were going to read it. That was never the intention. That was never the goal, at least initially. Um, you can see there, maybe you can if you're in the back, the little tagline I have for it is called Thoughts Poured Forth. And the reason I had that on there is because initially the reason I started the blog was because there was just so much going on in here that I needed some other space to put it. Like there was no more room in my head. I had all these ideas. I had these things that I was thinking about a lot of times. It's like reflecting on life lessons or like, like trips that I've been on. Um, and the things I took away from that, and there was just so much stuff happening in my brain that I needed to kind of like put it in another space. And so that's why the blog started. Um, and so we're in this series called Haunted, and it's, it's about uh, the questions that keep us up at night. And so for me, the reason I bring up the blog and stuff is because for me that was a literal thing, like actual questions that I would lay awake at night thinking about. And there was one night in particular in college I remember uh, I couldn't sleep, so I wrote a blog post to a letter to J.K. Rowling that I'm sure she'll never read, thanking her for how much Harry Potter has meant to me. Um, and then I watched Forrest Gump, and then I got up and went to class. Like, I literally didn't sleep at all that night. Um, so that's like a real thing for me. Um, so I don't know if any of you guys are like that, if you can relate to that. Um, and it's not always like intense things. Sometimes it's like silly, ridiculous things that like you're Google searching, uh, or you go on like YouTube rabbit trails. And so I wanted to share one in particular, a silly question that's kept me up at night before. And I'm wondering if some of you guys have had the same questions. There's going to be a picture uh, of the main character of this movie up here. Um, I have some questions about the Cars universe. OK, so <laughs> Taylor Bramall is our resident uh, Cars expert. He loves the movie. I think it's great. I, think the, I never saw the second one. I thought the third one was just OK. But I have some questions. like. Like, hear me out. Where do the cars come from? Is there like a, like a mechanic creator guy that like makes all the cars that's like God in this universe? Like, did he make them all? Okay, that's one thing. Um, like, why do they have doors? 
is there people in this universe that like get inside the cars that are already alive and like drive them around? Um, in the third cars, there's a school bus. Like, why do they need a school bus? Can't they just drive themselves to school? Like, they're cars. Um, okay, lastly, uh, where do baby cars come from? Like, when a mom car and a dad car love each other very much, do they go to like, do, no, like, do they go to the auto shop and like, do they get a baby car made? Like, okay. Now that you guys are all on that same page, I like, there's a whole article about it out there, like with all these questions about the logic of the Cars universe. So I just wanted to put those questions in your guys' brain. <sighs> okay. So that's like one of the silly questions, right? Like there's plenty of them. I had some other examples, but like that's the biggest one that's been on my mind um, of things that can keep us up at night and like we enjoy researching them and looking into them because they're silly and fun. Um, but other times, like, if I'm being honest, uh, there are harder questions, more difficult questions, emotional uh, and spiritual questions that keep me up at night that aren't as much fun. Um, and that's what we're talking about in this series. It's called Haunted. Um, Joel talked about how a good God could allow evil to exist in the world. We're going to be talking about how all human beings at some point will die. And that's like a scary thing. That's a scary thought. What do we do with that? Um, what does the Bible have to say about things like that? And tonight we're talking about do we have a purpose and, and do we matter? Are we significant? And so those are like heavy questions. Um, they're not like um, as fun to think about as like what's going on in the Cars universe, which we can talk about more later if you guys want to because I have like a bajillion more questions about it. Um, but like tonight we're going to get into it. Um, we're going to talk about some like intellectual things. We're going to put our thinking hats on, and we're going to go for it. Um, but before we get there, I want you guys to know that like sometimes Joel and I have like a lot of things to say, and and we like don't always get through all of them. But if you guys hear anything tonight, I want you to hear this: um, that I have two points that you do matter and you do have a purpose. Okay, you do matter and you do have a purpose. And that sounds like that's a simple thing. That sounds like that's the Jesus answer. Um, but I want to tell you guys that in my own life, it was never that easy. Like, I didn't have it perfect, but I had it pretty good. I had a mom and a dad who loved each other and who supported me um, and who, like, were just, like, at all my cross-country races. They were awesome. Um, I had really solid friends. I had a youth group that I was going to that was, like, much, much smaller. Um, Cody was there. Um, so we were in a youth group together, like I had good friends, um, and so you think like as a good Christian boy that had been going to church and camp and stuff my whole life, um, like I had a good intellectual understanding of like what it meant to be loved by God, and that like, yes, I was special, right, because God made me, um, and I had a purpose, like there's some plan that I was supposed to be a part of, and I had like sort of an intellectual grasp of those things. But if you guys were at Catalina, I talked about this a little bit, about how um, because I was a human being, uh, I screwed up here and there, and I hurt people that I cared about. I had some broken friendships and, and some poor relationship decisions that I made throughout high school. And so I started to beat myself up about those things. I started to talk really negatively to myself. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense because I had a great support system and people that should have, like, you know, probably were shutting those things down and telling me all kinds of positive things, but I just didn't like myself. I was really 
hard on myself, and I thought to be a good Christian, it meant that, like, will had to disappear, and Jesus, like, filled all that space. Um, so, like, I thought that God just kind of tolerated me and was like, yeah, okay, Will's whatever, and he's there. Um, and I thought the same thing about my family and friends. Like, they must just, like, think I'm a sort of obligation or, like, with my family, you know, they kind of have to love me. So um, I just didn't have a positive self-image, and, and that got me into this really bad cycle of speaking neg- negatively to myself. Um, and this is like kind of a cheesy phrase, a little bit cliche. Uh, you may have heard Pastor Doug say it before, but I think there's a lot of truth to it. He says this a lot, that the furthest distance that's known to us is from, from your head to your heart. I mean, it's like, ha that's lame. Um, but like for me, <laughs> for me in that situation in my life, that was so true. Um, like if you had asked me, I would have said that I knew all those things were true. Um, but it did not translate to how I felt in my heart and my emotions, and it did not translate to how I was living out my life at that time. So um, we can have answers to these questions. We're going to talk about some of these things um, because it's not like there isn't answers to these questions. Um, but I wanted to start by saying that it's important <laughs> to know that you can think you know something here, but you're not living it out uh, and you're not experiencing it in your heart. And, and that's where the real transformation and change happens. So I just wanted to, to start with that. Um, and as we get into it, we're talking about our purpose and why we matter. Um, and so there's going to be some theological things that we get into, but what this isn't going to be is kind of a dialogue on creationism versus evolution. We can't have those conversations. Um, there isn't the time to do it now. Um, but I, you know, like, just so it's out there and that it's known, like, you can be a Christian, a Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christian that believes in what we call theistic evolution, which is what God, where you believe that God used the process of evolution to bring about the world that we know today. Um, that is a thing that's real. Um, but we're not going to get into the specifics of that tonight um, because we're talking about who created us. We're talking about the intentionality of God and that he did create us um, and make us, and that's kind of what we're going to be getting into. So if you want to have those conversations, come find me or Joel or Nathan or whoever like, loves getting into theology, and we'll talk about those things. Um, but we don't have the space to do that here. So we're going to be looking at two, two questions tonight. The first uh, is that, do we matter? And the second is, do we have a purpose? And there's going to be two answers kind of from each of those, those questions from different perspectives um, the first one, I just want you guys to know, no one in our culture, I shouldn't say no one, most people believe that there's something in the universe. They believe in some kind of higher power. People call it karma. They call it fate. They call it destiny. They call it a lot of different things. Um, there's a movement now called New Age Spirituality that believes, like, they, they would say that they're spiritual and not religious, and we could talk about what that means or doesn't mean. Um, but there are a lot of people who are seeking, right, who want to know if there's something more out there. So most people don't believe there's actually nothing. Like that this all happened completely accidentally, that there's no purpose and no plan. But the first kind of response and viewpoint that we're going to be looking at is that kind of extreme, what we'd call like secular, like totally purely atheistic view, where there's no God, there's nothing, there's no purpose, there's no meaning, just to kind of look at the logical conclusion of what that mindset would look like. So we're going to be talking about that response, uh, which I'm calling the dead-end answers, because they end up leading nowhere. 
Um, and then we're going to look at God's way out of those dead ends. The solution that we believe the Bible offers, that we believe is the truth, um, that we believe is from Scripture. So we're going to be looking at those two responses. And so, first the question of do we matter? And this is the dead end answer from that kind of extreme, fully atheistic perspective. They would say, no, you don't matter. You are just matter. Just matter. And if you're a scientist person, you're like, ha-ha. Matter like atoms, you know, like stuff. You're just like a mass. You're a blob of cells. You're a thing. And so they would say, yeah, you're just matter. But beyond that, you, you don't really have any, any meaning or significance. And um, basically what this perspective would hold is that, okay, um, yeah, so we're a little bit more complicated, you know, than, um, I don't know, so Joel was talking about there's, uh, like, there's babies and then there's lettuce, and so this kind of extreme perspective would say, yeah, we're a little bit more complicated than lettuce. We have a little bit more thinking power. Uh, we've built pretty cool buildings. So we've got this kind of survival instinct in us where we're good at building civilizations. We're wired towards survival. But other than that, you know, that's just like kind of our nature, and there isn't anything significant about us beyond that. So we're a little bit more advanced kind of than most things, uh, but there's no more significance to humanity than that. And so that's kind of this first perspective, but a lot of people find that answer lacking because it minimalizes human worth, right? Like it says, it would say that morality is only purpose, why it's good to be a good person, why that matters is just so that we don't kill each other because society-wide we've decided we don't like killing people because it's bad for being alive. So we don't want killing, that's bad. But there isn't anything special about it other than a survival instinct. You exist to exist, and we should respect existence. But as far as, like, you specifically, like, is there anything special about you that's, you know, more than that you deserve the right to live? They'd probably say, not really, no. That's kind of where the line is drawn. And that answer has left a lot of people feeling haunted because most people would say there's something more special about humanity than that. And so that's where we'd get to God's answer to this question, God's way out of that dead-end answer, which is that you matter the most. You matter most. And so I want to read a verse from Genesis, uh, because in the Genesis creation story, God's creating all these things. He calls them good. He calls the sea good. He calls animals good. He's saying that all these things are good things, and he gets to creating humanity, and he says it's what? Anyone know? Very good. And the translation I like to read says, supremely good. I think that's really cool. Um, supremely good. So we're going to get into it in Genesis chapter 1. It's going to be verse 27 if you've got your Bible on you. It'll also be up on the screen. Page number 1 of your Bible. Verse 27 says this, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Okay, so the reason that we're special is because we're intentionally created as image bearers of God. There's a, a song by a band I really like. The band's called Need to Breathe, and the song is called Signature of the Divine. And I think that's really cool. The reason that God and Scripture say that you're special is because God has literally autographed his identity in each and every one of you in a specific, excuse me, a specific and unique 
way. And it's not that like we're all made exactly the same way. A lot of people think Christians are kind of generic blobs that all look and talk and act the same and say the same things. God has created each of you specifically, uniquely, differently to reflect different aspects of his character. I think that's really cool. I think that's why God says that you're special. And so the second question, so that's question number one. Do we matter? God's answer would be yes, you're an image bearer of God that's meant to reflect who he is to the world around you, and we couldn't do that as well without you, specifically you that's sitting here in this room. We couldn't do that as well without you. It would be a less complete picture of God's identity if you weren't in this room tonight. Question number two, do we have purpose? So the the dead-end answer would say that humans are purposeless. There's no master plan. There's no greater thing that's out there for us to follow. It's kind of like, at best, we're just going to survive as long as we can and maybe make money and that'll make us happy, but there's nothing that we can do about how terrible the world is. We see all this evil happening in the world. This kind of dead-end answer, this dead-end ideology would be that, you know, the world is the way it is and we should just live while we can and be happy while we can. There's kind of nothing we can do about the way that things are. And so when we have to find our purpose on our own or we're we think that we're the ultimate purpose in existence. It's kind of like me when I was running a cross-country race in high school. This didn't happen to me a lot, but this one particular race, I was actually in the lead, and I like started out really strong because I wanted to be on varsity that year, and I was super motivated, and I found myself at the front of the pack. If you run cross-country or track or you've been at a race, sometimes you know there's like a guy on a bike that like is out in front of the front person to tell them where to go. I was not so lucky, and I did not know where I was supposed to go. So I was running, and all of a sudden I realized, like, I don't know if I go straight or if I turn here or what I'm supposed to do. And so I, like, started looking over my shoulder, and I, like, awkwardly slowed down a little bit. And I let people pass me because I literally had no idea what I was doing. And that's kind of what it's like when we try to find our own purpose. If we think that we're the purpose, we just end up being lost and confused. And so that dead-end perspective would say, no, we don't matter. No, we don't have a purpose. There's no greater plan in the works. And so that's just kind of what you end up with, that dead-end answer. There's really nothing that we can do about the way that the world is, and so we just kind of live while we can. And everyone's running their own little cross-country race, and you know, you're just going to wind up lost and not really knowing what you're doing. Um, so that's kind of what it looks like when... Um, you have that dead-end answer that we are our own purpose or that, um, that there is no purpose uh, in the world. And so this is God's way out of that dead-end answer that humans are not purposeless. They're purpose-driven, purpose-driven, so that we're, we're called to live out God's kingdom on earth. And that's something that's really cool. That's something that's existed since the beginning of humanity in Genesis 1.28, I'm just going to paraphrase this a little bit, but basically God tells Adam and Eve, he tells humans to kind of have dominion over the earth, to rule over it, and then things get really messed up when we decide like we want to be like above God. So things get really, really messed up. But the goal, the mission that God gave humanity to kind of take care of the earth, to rule over it, and to ultimately reflect uh, his image that was in us, that was still the mission even after we fell. That was still the mission in the early church, and, and it's mission now because God's 
still with us in this moment today. And um, I think a lot of times we sell ourselves short. We think, I don't know, that the purpose of our lives should be to go to college and get a good job and then like maybe have a house and be happy someday. Um, but I think that our mission is to restore what was broken, to help restore human relationships between, um, like human, human relationships, to help restore other people's relationships to, to uh, their relationship with God. And that's kind of the mission that God gave humanity in Genesis, and that's still our mission today. And so I want to read you guys a quote. This is a, a theologian I really like. His name is N.T. Wright. Um, and this is what he says, because we don't all have the same mission. Like, we have the same overall mission, but we live that out in different ways. And I think he, he puts this really well. So this is what he says about kind of building God's kingdom on earth. He says, what you do in the present by painting, preaching, singing, sowing, praying, teaching, building hospitals, digging wells, campaigning for justice, writing poems, caring for the needy, loving your neighbor as yourself will last into God's future. These activities are not simply ways of making the present life a little less beastly. He's British a little bit more bearable until the day that we leave it behind altogether. They're a part of what we may call building for God's kingdom. I think that's really cool. I think that when the worship team is praising God, that's helping restore creation. That's helping restore our relationship to God. When Lynn and all these other awesome people that are doing the Walk for Freedom, when they're out there campaigning for justice on behalf of people who are in human trafficking, that's helping restore our relationship to God and, and, and restore this creation that, that we were meant to have where no one would have been um, enslaving someone else. So, like, Lynn is out there helping build the kingdom of God on earth. And, like, Ashley's husband, John, works with World Vision, and Ashley does all these things. When she was, like, doing VBS, she was sharing about the ways that we can be involved at World Vision. There are countless ways that we can be building God's kingdom here on earth, and that's all of our jobs. Like in whatever situation that you're in, even if you're like a student right now and you don't feel like you have that much opportunity, God's kingdom needs to be restored at Foothill High School and El Medina and Beckman, if there's any of you in here. Like whatever school that you're at right now, like you guys have the, Samueli, there we go, got you. Um, you guys have the ability to restore God's kingdom in the, way that, the ways that you speak to each other, in the ways um, that you honor God by doing your homework. That sounds like a silly thing, but honestly, like that's honoring God by using our minds. So we have all these different ways that we can be building God's kingdom, and that's each and every one of our responsibilities. Um, I don't know about you guys. Like I said, we can know all kinds of things. We can have answers to certain questions in our lives, but... Oftentimes when I'm struggling with these questions the most is when I'm by myself. Um, it's when it's late and I'm supposed to be sleeping and my mind won't shut off where I feel the most alone when I'm struggling with these questions the worst. It's because I feel like I'm by myself. Like I feel like I'm cut off from anyone that could help me and I don't want to text anyone because I'm asleep. right? And that's when Satan can really get to me because I feel like I'm alone. Um, and when I was in high school struggling with all those things, that negative self-image, I was cutting myself off from other people because I felt guilty about, like, I didn't want to burden them with my problems, so it got, like, even worse. When I was, like, mentally alone, I was surrounded by people all the time. But what made the actual difference for me in my life 
was when I finally broke down, when I literally couldn't like hold on to all this stuff anymore, and, and I finally was talking to my counselors and my good friends and telling them that I was thinking these things about myself, and we would pray together. We'd, I would, used to get breakfast with my mentor every Friday, and we'd go get a breakfast burrito every Friday, and we'd talk about the problems that I was having, and like, that was when things started to change, was when I finally was willing to go to my counselor, admit that I needed help, and then I could start that journey, because we're not meant to do it alone. We're meant to wrestle with these questions that are haunting all of us together in community. And so the last thing on your sheet there, and we're going to go to small groups in just a second, it's that at church and in community is where we're reminded of our purpose and identity. Like, I still struggle with those things sometimes, but now I know that I have people I can go to. I can go to Cody, I can go to Joel, I can go to Alex, I can go to Randall, and I can tell them, hey, like, I feel like I was having these negative thoughts today, and I want to pray about it. Like, you won't solve everything. You won't, like, um, get to this place where you feel like you're complete and perfect, but it's a journey that we're taking together, that we're meant to live together in community. And so that's why we're here. That's why we love talking about these things, not just on Wednesdays, but on Sundays as well. We're here at 1030. We would love to see you here because we want this to be an every like Wednesday, Sunday thing where we're checking in, we're asking you, how are you doing? You tell us how your past week was and we get to pray with you. So we'd love to see you here on Sunday. I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to go off into small groups, all right? God, thank you so much for this time together in community. I pray that we'd be able to have a good conversation in our small groups. Just open up to each other, God. Uh, whether we feel like we have the answer that we need and it's just in our mind and it needs to get to our heart, God, or whether we currently feel like um, we're just haunted, we're struggling with these questions, God. We don't know if we believe that you created us in your image or that, that you have a purpose to restore your kingdom here on earth, God. Wherever we're at tonight, would we be able to be honest in the space of small groups tonight. Um, so God, we love you. Um, we, we think it's a joy to be able to be together, God, and to, to get to talk about these deep things in our lives. So we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.